Monday, beautiful people on Babs Rolls. Babs Rolls. Welcome to Love Babs Love Talk. It's Monday in the Elm, and uh, it, the weather is nice. It was so cool because you know I have one of these. Uh, I have one of these uh, window fans, and it's temperature driven. So if it drops lower than what I have it set at, which is like I don't know sixty eight or something, that it'll shut itself off once it gets to that temp. And so it's been off pretty much the, the better part of the night. So it's been cool, which is nice sleeping weather, I must say. Nice sleeping weather. How's everybody doing out there on this fine Monday? I've got Jim Rawlings coming on at 1015 to talk about Michelle's house. You know, the Sickle Cell Association of Connecticut uh, 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 awareness raising house over there on uh, Orchard Street and uh orchard and chapel so he's coming on i had a meet with him i don't know a few weeks ago it was a lovely conversation you know it's always good to catch up with jim rawlins and and he and i go way back to the days of naacp and uh and uh aids aids interfaith right because we was he was the one that inspired me to work uh in hiv work hiv and aids work uh because it was uh considered in those days a gay disease but uh Black folks were really at the brunt of that before anybody recognized that we were at the brunt of it. And so he inspired me to uh, to go and volunteer uh, and consequently end up getting a job uh, for AIDS Project New Haven. So uh, those were some tough days when he was working with Miss um, uh, Elsie Cofield, my soror and friend. Um, and she was trying to bury Black folks uh, who had died from AIDS and churches wouldn't touch them. Churches wouldn't have anything to do with them. Can you imagine? Can you just imagine that churches would turn their backs or they couldn't say they had HIV and AIDS, that they had to say they died from leukemia or some other foolishness? Churches, black ass churches carrying on this way. I I tell you, if, if Jesus was here today and he is, he'd turn over some tables. Some of these churches ain't worth the money they got on their signs. But anyway. That's a horse of another color. So anyway, he's coming out of 1015 because his new challenge, um, and it's not new, but he's been in the struggle of sickle cell, which is, you know, primarily Black folks are affected. There's a few white folks in the world that are affected, but primarily African people of African descent. And uh, 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 there's no cure, or there's bits and the research dollars are not there. And the awareness raising has to be there. So anyway, he's coming on to talk about what uh, the community can do and what people can do and what are some of the latest things that are happening. So I'm excited and delighted to have him on at 1015. So uh, if you don't want to listen to me now, come back at 1015. <laughs> it'll be it'll be good. <laughs> it'll be good. So uh, it's it's tomorrow's August, July. I don't know. I don't. This summer has been weather-wise the craziest summer ever. It's been raining. It's been desert hot. Listen, I'm watching the cactus in Arizona topple over because it's so hot. Cactus, and you know, cactus can trace their roots back to the dinosaurs. <laughs> so if cactus is falling over. Help us all, help us all, help us all. Cactus. So let me tell you what I did this weekend, because I know you are interested. So uh, Ife and I 
you know, I was in here on Friday. Ife and I drove up to Maine for uh, uh, Travel Black Maine. It was really amazing. We stayed at the Western Harbor View uh, in Maine, uh, in Portland. So we drove up. It's like a four-hour ride. We drove up. We got there at around noon, you know, just in time for happy, you know, cocktails and lunch. Uh, it was really nice. Uh, we had a great time. Great people. Uh, you know, I had uh, Lisa Jones on the other day before. I think I had her on on Wednesday. And, uh, and she was talking about, yeah, I had her on on Wednesday. And she was talking about, you know, this 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 idea of Black uh, Maine having, Portland, Maine having this rich history, Maine in general having a rich Black history, but Portland in particular. Um, and so, uh, and so she invited a bunch of folks up there to just come and experience Maine. And it really was something. We had such a good time. Uh, uh, we, we, the hotel was lovely. Our room was lovely. Uh, the hotel staff was lovely. Uh, we went, uh, we went to Colby College, which is in Waterville, which is God knows a gazillion miles away. But, um, you know, being in Maine is like being in the rural South. It really is. It's like being in the rural South. Uh, so we went to Colby where uh, there's a sister, Ter Teresa, uh, is uh, runs the... Um, runs the uh the Kobe Museum and she left Juilliard to run the museum and she's gonna be my guest. I'm gonna have her uh come on uh shortly. Uh, I'm I'm gonna make contact with her this week and see when uh Teresa McKinney uh I believe that's her name. Yeah Teresa McKinney Colby Arts and uh so we went to the we went to their gallery uh, and spend a few minutes and then cross the street to their more properties sort of like a it feels like an art space new haven space if you've ever been to art space gallery space you know brick walls and open space and they have a you know they can host events so they hosted us with a a wonderful uh jazz trio um one of the retired uh emeritus uh, presidents who taught African-American studies, who told a story about uh, how she came to Maine and uh, Black people in Maine. Um, Lyrical, uh, the poet from the, from the MLK uh, social justice, annual social justice poetry slam and the word poetry slam, or I just saw it to Sportsman Center over during the Arts and Ideas Festival. So she was there and she gave a performance. I mean, it was, this was, you know, it was very cool, very, very, very cool black. It was very cool black, you know, to be in a white ass town and Maine is 80% white. And, and then like 8% black and then indigenous and then whatever else. And they've got a large um, African Im immigrant uh, uh, population, which I didn't see, but I'm told because uh, I didn't take the the walking tour to the to the shore to the sea to the you know the wharf pier, so I didn't do it. Um, but they have a large African and Africans from uh, Sudan, 
and Somalia, you know, and then some other kinds of folks. So, but it's 80% white and Black Lives Matter signs all over the damn place. Whew, for a town that's so white. Um, so, so I don't know. I don't know what to make of it. Uh, I had a really great time though. Um, very lobster, very oyster driven. I mean, it's a, it's a seafaring town. So of course, you know, so I was a little bit challenged about what I could eat a little bit. Not, a, I mean, I didn't starve. Don't get me wrong. And copious amounts of wine and beer. So it was fine. Uh, but yeah, it was, uh, it was a good time. You know, uh, we caught some rain uh, Saturday night. It poured. Um, but we got out during the day. And then by the afternoon, we got soaked. And it's, you know, it's the home of L.L. Bean. So uh, they went and did some L.L. Bean shopping. Um, and uh, we had a chartered bus to get us around, which was really nice. High five VIP chartered bus service in Portland, you guys were amazing and the guy that you had driving for us was lovely 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 um so we had a good time we went to a farm um you know i i'm not impressed by farms these days only because you know i was on the board of common ground my kids went to common ground so i you know i'm not new to farm to table stuff it's old hat to me but for those who don't get the experience of farm to table and um farm markets and stuff like that it was a good time I, I've had enough, you know. I, and listen, uh, it was all right. So uh, it was some really interesting people on the trip. You know, Ife and I had a good time. We met some very interesting people. Uh, there's a, a brother that owns uh, a, the only Black radio station in Maine. <laughs> and he plays music. Uh, and I'm going to talk to him about uh what i what what i what i imagine i could do for maine on their radio station from connecticut so we'll see like i'm not giving them none of my jobs don't don't listen i'm not going anywhere i'm just adding to <laughs> i'm just i'm just adding to the flavor so uh so i'm gonna get up with him um another brother uh has a catering business in boston um he was fun and some of these people I will see in Martha's Vineyard in another week or so. So, uh, so yeah. So we had a good time. I mean, we we hung out, we took pictures, beautiful spaces. Portland is very interesting. It's got beautiful architecture, beautiful buildings. You know, um, the downtown's a little janky, but not janky, janky, but just, you know, you could see there's some... Uh, some uh, development going on. We went to the Abyssinian Meeting House, which is the third oldest Africans in America meeting house. And if you know anything about meeting house, meeting houses was just churches for where black people were allowed to worship. Um, and so they are restored. So they got a lot of money to restore it. Um, and it's a it's a it's an interesting, beautiful space. And it is it was uh, a stop on the Underground Railroad. So uh, it's just an interesting space. So so they are renovating it. Um, they let us come in. We had a talk. They let a talk. Um, so the board chair and some other members of the who are restoring the building and gave us a wonderful talk about 
the history of the, the meeting house and what it means to uh, Portland. So, so yeah, so that was good. Um, uh, we got up early Sunday and we left and uh, we came back to Connecticut and went to the Mohegan Sun for the, uh, for the uh, WNBA uh, basketball game. So it was, it was the Connecticut Sun versus the Minnesota Lynx and the Minnesota Lynx won by like two points or maybe a little bit more than two points. But it was a gripping nail biter of a game. And I've never been to a WNBA game. It was like a, they threw a circus and then had a basketball game because there was so many moving parts and noise and excitement and dancing and music and hype people and, oh, and 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 fire <laughs> it was so and a mascot and it was it was a lot it was so much so i was like okay all right uh it it was a lot but it was it was exciting uh, and it's in the mohegan sun so it was easy i mean it was easy to get to it was uh, an easy get out of, it was packed though. They had a full house, they had a full, full house. And uh, I'm glad I went. It was exciting. It was exciting. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see. If I go back, uh, uh, you, know, you know, they were hawking season tickets. People were renting prizes. I mean, you're in a casino, so... You know, there's an element of chance and all that other kind of stuff. So, I mean, I, we had a good time. And then, you know, we then we headed back home. We got home probably around five-ish, you know, um, not quite. A little after five, a little bit of traffic, you know, because of all the people coming back from the shoreline and Cape Cod and all that, you know, all that, all that we're coming from the beach traffic. So... Um, so it was good. We had a good time. And it was a good weekend. It was a lot of weekend in a weekend. Do you know what I mean? Like it was a lot of, it was a lot of weekend in the weekend. And I was like, okay. It was a lot of weekend. So I'm just gonna, uh, I'm just gonna say it was a lot of weekend, but I had a good time. I mean, it was, that yeah, was good. It was a good weekend. I'm glad I got to go. I'm glad I got to experience some Maine. I'm glad I got to, you know, Ife and I, we travel well together. We had a good time, you know, we saw some stuff, chatted. We had a great room, you know. Uh, there was a designated suite to hang out in. You know, we didn't want to be in, in the population with the hotel guests. We had a beautiful rooftop. Um, you know, restaurant, uh, expensive as hell, but it was, you know, it was lovely. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I, 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 it, you know, not, not a very vegan friendly town, but we, I didn't search out vegan friendly stuff. So, so yeah, but it was good. I had a good time. So, so that, that my friends, uh, was my weekend. It was a weekend. A lot was going on. A lot. But I tell you, be it ever so humble, there's no place like home. So it was really nice to, to be home and in my own bed and 
amongst my own things. As messy as it is, it was nice to just sink into my own bed. And as much as I love a good hotel mattress, a good hotel bed, and I slept well, and I do love a good hotel bed, uh, I eased into my bed and I was like, yeah, I have missed thee. Although I need a new mattress, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy one. It's time. But it was nice to be home. So so I'm back. So here we are. It's Monday. And I'm in my seat. I'm in my chair and thinking about what I'm going to do for the week. And, um, you know, having a guest right off the right off the bat is pretty nice. Pretty, pretty nice. If you had not had a chance to uh, uh, catch the uh, some of the artistic reviews by the new project, by the online journalism project, uh, art, artist reviews, art reviews. Um, done around the country uh go and check them out lisa gray y'all know lisa gray lisa gray is from new haven but she lives in oakland and she did a wonderful review of uh some black men in poetry and stuff like that and uh and then there's other reviews from around the country so go and check it out the new haven independent i mean you know it's nice to sort of read something other than political stuff just saying you know uh and this is real artistic review so you can you know you can gauge for yourself so uh, pretty good, pretty good, pretty good, pretty good. Uh, so I'm I'm at the independent site now, seeing what's happening. Uh, a little bittersweet for for the inner city news. We we actually closed our physical office. We still are a paper. We still the paper's still gonna go out. We just gave up the big physical space. Uh, for now, we're going to get another space. We're going to look for another space because the building that we were in is going to be sold at some point and it's janky and it's just been a pain in the ass. So FYI, it's just, it's just, you know, so you can still find me if you need to get to the inner city and the paper is still going to go out and it's still dropped off in all the places where you can find the inner city news. And we do have a web presence um, the innercitynews.com. So, you know, feel free to, you know, jump in there and and uh, take a look at what we do over there. We we keep up with some, uh, uh, with, you know, with, with news about Black folks uh, around the world. So, um, like right now up is Magic, John- Magic Johnson Makes History as a co-owner of NFL's Washington Commanders. So that's a pretty good story. Um, And then we got a piece on Barbie because there's some black people in Barbie. Um, uh, Then there's some entertainment stuff in New York, some New York stuff. Um, New York City settles uh, the civil rights lawsuit for 13 million uh, stemming from the 2020 Black Lives Matter protest. So there's that. Um, there's a piece on uh, Lala Anthony and Now Leaders. <laughs> the National Urban League, which I am a huge fan of, um, has uh, unveils its Empowerment 2.0 uh, and Fight for Justice and Democracy. So there are people still out here fighting for, for uh, justice and democracy. We, we ain't all just at, at the Renaissance concert. Some of us are out here fighting for justice and democracy. I'm not saying we shouldn't have fun. We should have all the fun. Uh, and then we got a piece on uh, Missouri School District reverses anti-racism resolution amidst growing political backlash. You did right. They better reverse that. The, the hell was they? I think they was thinking nobody would pay attention. You know, that's what I think. 
do y'all know the investigation into Tupac Shakur's unsolved killing is resurrected? You know, they never co- they never they never close murder cases, particularly unsolved cold cases. So they so they just ran up on somebody's house with a warrant and took some stuff out of there. So we'll probably get some more information later on. Uh, so yeah. So if you want some black ass news from around the country, make your way to uh, the innercitynews.com. So uh, where we are about it. And you can see a digital copy of the um, the inner city. And of course, there's opinion pieces. And let me tell you why I like black opinion pieces, because we we put them on our site and we run them in the paper because no one else, um, not no one else, but in this in, in spaces, you don't get to hear black opinions. They're not on television and not, you know, very so often they're invited to be part of the political discussions. Um, so it's good that we put out their opinions on the topics of the day particularly politics and justice and all that kind of stuff. So I just want you to be aware of that. So yeah, so the uh, the latest edition of the Inner City is out on the digital um, on the digital side. And if you want to see the paper, <laughs> you are absolutely welcome to see it. You know, the front part of the paper is the stuff that we lift locally, you know, um, stuff from the New Haven Independent, stuff from the arts paper, stuff from uh, the Connecticut News Junkie, um, because that stuff is local stuff. And we want to make sure that we uh, we want to. We want to tell the story and listen, we have uh, a piece, uh, we have a new writer. Um, a young brother named, uh, let me see, what is his name? Uh, Sebastian Ward. He's our intern correspondent uh, for the Inner City News. And so he's going to be writing for us. And so his pieces are uh, are coming up. And uh, he's got a nice piece on uh, on, on the state troopers that have been doing for years and years and years false reporting, traffic stops and 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 tampering with the ethnicity of people and uh, it's just i don't know who i don't know who was i don't know who was minding the bus i don't i don't know uh, um so yeah so so yeah so we so we have a lot of local stuff in the paper and it looks good in the paper a lot of ads um uh a lot of stuff like that stuff that's coming up. Um, so if you want to know, and then we get into um, international stuff and, and you know, what's going on in the rest of the world, uh, particularly around Black people. And sometimes we have more stuff than, you know, more local stuff because it's so much, particularly now that people are throwing their hats in for local elections. So uh, we have a piece on uh, the Florida Board of Education and their anti-Black history stuff. Uh, we have a piece on uh, Black folks in uh, worldwide don't have clean water, and particularly in Sub-Saharan Africa, that's pretty important. Uh, so I, I want people to, I want to bring the the uh, the, the diaspora 
uh, closer to home so that we are connected, you know, that we are global and local and local and global. So, yeah. So, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on. Uh, there's a piece that I'm particularly concerned about. Uh, it's an op-ed piece about uh, anything banned becomes a policing issue. And so when you start talking about banning books, then that comes with the next step of, of, of some kind of, if people are caught with these books or if places are caught with these books or whatever is banned, there comes with some policing to that. And, 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 and what is the overreach and what, what is too much? Do you know what I mean? And I don't think people think about that part. So this op-ed is a really good place to go, hmm, I never thought about that. I never thought about the consequences of banned things. So, uh, so, so, so this is for people who don't understand that prohibition are police matters. So when you start prohibiting things, it becomes police matters. Uh, and I think it should be, uh, you know, I think people need to read this and just, and just for their own uh, contemplation and discernment. That, that's key, I think. And I have a piece by uh, Patty LaBelle who talks about, um, you know, she's been, uh, uh, she's been diagnosed with diabetes for, for many, many years. And, uh, and so she's just talking to our folks about, you know, how we need to care for ourselves and get the proper, you know, checks, checkups and tests and all this other kind of stuff so that we are not silently killing ourselves. So, uh, so I, I'm, I'm, so that, so I, I love that we can, you know, bring all these connecting things back to our community, you know, um, and not just local, but that we, we want to know what's going on with other black people around the globe and around this country. And I, that's important to me. So that's why I do it. That's why I curate the content that I do. So, and of course we have classified. So, you know, if you're looking for jobs, it, do check the inner city because people do um, run their ads um, in our paper. They run classifieds and, and, and not just like, it's like we got three or four pages of, of one ads because people are using all the tools to find people. Um, and so I want people to be aware of that, you know, that the inner city news is still a great paper to find, to look for, uh, uh, to look for, uh, opportunities so i've got a piece in there about uh and i was struck by this this is why i ran it so there were 24 black people black black deaf students awarded their diplomas after being denied the honors in the 1950s so you know there wasn't a there wasn't black kids couldn't go to white schools so imagine how it was for deaf students to learn sign language and to become their own, you know, to, to just get an education. Well, somehow or other, 20 of them, 20, 24 of these students um, didn't get to graduate because racism. And they just got their diplomas all these years later, 50 years later, they got their diplomas. 60 years later, 70 years later, they got their diplomas, which is uh, it's incredible to me, just absolutely incredible. Uh, and it's a wonderful little story and the picture is really good. Like, you know, they're all old now, right? Like some of them are in wheelchairs and stuff, but they got on their cap and gowns, you know. 
And then I ran this piece on Illinois City Begins Paying Reparations to Black Residents. Um, and this is a housing uh, issue because they were deliberately um, doing some unscrupulous things around housing. Um, and I guess there was a lawsuit and they just had to deal with this. And so uh, it's a wonderful piece. Uh, if you want to see how uh, somebody is, is thinking about reparations, there are parts of California that, that are have already started doing reparation stuff too. So it's not unheard of. It's not that no one doesn't believe that reparations are due. It is just how to meet out the, uh, how to just, what, what should distribution look like and what form should dis, dis, distribution should look like. So so this is the city of Evanston and it's, it's be, it began its historic reparations program by providing compensation to black residents um, checks and vouchers in the amount of $25,000 have already been sent to eligible residents, a move that backs up to the city's 2019 promise to pay as much as $10 million over the next decade in reparations. And so it was approved in March 2021, and the program targets Black families who resided in Evanston between 1919 and 1969, those that experienced housing discrimination due to the city's policies. So, I mean, they're beginning that. So, you know, I, I'm going to stay on top of this and follow along. So one Evanston re re recipient, Louis uh, Weathers, an 88-year-old retired postal worker and Korean War veteran, um, shared his personal experience with racial racial prejudice uh, during the interview with the Wall Street Journal. And he, he recounted his times, his time at the integrated junior high school where a white teacher consistently marginalized black students. And he explained that the teacher would, you know, uh, purposely ignore their raised hands to undermine their capabilities, you know, and uh, uh, he counted, he was counted among the first to receive a $25,000 check. Now, is $25,000, you know, it, it is, is, is the end all be all? No, but it is the beginning of cities and towns thinking d deeply about how can we right some wrongs? So anyway, that's in the inner city. So if you're around and, uh, and you want it, pick it up from your favorite newsstands. We drop it. We still drop it in the places we drop it. Uh, and uh, check it out. Uh, it's one of my favorite things. I still love, I still love it. So there's a, there's a Head Start called the Haven Public School uh, Early Childhood Programs. And let me tell you why we, we have this relationship with the Board of Ed, because parents love this big paper. Because if you go to the Board of Ed, you get all these papers, but when they put the ad in, people can tear this ad out and put it on their refrigerators so that they can stay on top of what they need to do for school readiness. And we've gotten so many people that said, I'm so grateful that I get to see this whole early childhood program ad because I tear it out because it has all the numbers and where I should go and what I should do and what should I bring and all these things. And I don't have to sift through all the papers. And I was just like, pretty cool, pretty cool, pretty cool. So pick up your uh, pick up your inner city news, and uh, and be about that life. So you know, 
So you can go innercity.com, the innercitynews.com, and you can click on the digital paper, or you can just pick it up at Edge of the Woods and Elm City Market and some of your barbershops and Walgreens and CVS, like I think Stop and Shop, you know. So there's places you can you can get it. So um, just feel free. So, but that's all, that's the news this morning. That is all the good news I had. <laughs> well, it's not all the good news, but that's the, that's the good news I'm giving you this morning. Uh, get into it. So, so it's a little weird because now I got to, I got to set up another workspace in my house for the inner city, for my, for my Mac from the inner city because our office is, is done. And so uh, I got to figure that out. So that's another little thing that I have to, I'm going to have to do. And do I must because ooh, I got work to do. I got work to do. So if you are around today, you know, we've been working on this, um, this Fred Hampton remembrance uh, component. And uh, if you follow on social media, uh, if you follow us on social media uh, and, and us, I mean me or possible futures or uh, 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 some other other outlets, um, the Fred Hampton. Let me let me go to the possible futures so I can tell you exactly. There it is, right there. Uh, I could tell you what exactly is happening. And it's today, 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 today. You can, uh, it's a, a free Fabulous for Fred. There's a poetry workshop today from 4.30. And it's for people ages 10 and up. And then they'll have a little dinner. And then adults will write and sip at 6.30. And there's a link in the bio to RSVP. So, uh, and then we're going to have, uh, a birthday bash for Fred Hampton uh, at the end of uh, August. And it's going to be uh, in the spirit of uh, the, the, the free breakfast and community gathering. Um, so, so if you can come out for uh, today at 4.30, that'd be a good idea. I mean, if you like poetry. And, and, uh, and Zima Hutchings is such an amazing poet. And she's a wonderful uh, teacher. And, and I, I sat in on her, one of her workshops and I, I was blown away. I was like, girl, I really love the way you teach this. Um, so I might be there today. We'll see. I, I've got a few things um, happening. Um, so it's my, my goal is to, uh, to get there and uh, spend some time. So, uh, and, and participate in the poetry because Fred Hampton and, uh, and, and, and they've done three of them. They did one May 22nd. They did one June 26th. And now this is the last one in July. And then we have the celebration on Wednesday, August 30th. And uh, I'm excited by that. Like, I'm very excited by that. And, you know, listen, my friends are amazing. You know, I, 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 uh, I took a, a former friend of mine uh, wanted to do this. And I, I put, them in touch with these folks and uh and they pulled it off 
And I, I think that person has backed out the one who initiated, whose idea this was, but it doesn't matter because the idea is such a great idea um, that uh, we just created and we just ran with it. So, so we're just gonna, we're gonna go with it and, uh, and, and see it to fruition. So I, I just love the way my friends uh, just sort of stick to things and, and see the, the greater good of things, you know. So, so high five to uh, Ife and Lauren and Nize and Enzima, and uh, for just you know hanging in with this Fred Hampton. Uh, and Nize is a as a Fred Fred Hampton devotee. So, you know. So anyway, um, Fred Hampton's birthday is August thirtieth. So if you're around. And you want to just be in that revolutionary life? Come out and celebrate. Be a revolutionary for 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 a day, for an afternoon. <laughs> come be a revolutionary for a day. Come get come and be about that life, <laughs> right? Just come and be about it. And who knows? It might become an annual thing. It might become an annual thing. I, I'm thinking long and hard about it. I know they are too. Uh, and it's just been an amazing, uh, it's been an amazing experience to work with these people. But these are the people I work with anyway. So these, these, even these are my people. So, uh, and 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 even though I'm no longer friends with the person that uh, wanted to do this, um, my friends are such that they they know how I roll, and so they wanted to continue to do this, you know. And they would have, and if I would have said let's shut it all down. They would have just shut it down. But I was like, no, 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 this is, this is not about personal, personal stuff. This is Fred Hampton and I, this is good stuff. So we're going to just keep the, listen, we keep it rolling down the track. <laughs> we're going to do the damn thing. So I'm, listen, I, I'm not moved by, by personal, whatever. I'm, I don't have no time for that kind of mess, but I, I, but I do like a good community vibe, and this is a good community vibe. This is a damn good community vibe, and I, and I, and I want to do everything that I can to ensure, you know. Plus, you know, I, I, I'm black. We don't, we don't quit. <laughs> we, you know, we get a vibe and we keep it. We keep pushing. So, I, I can't speak to what other people do. I know what black people do. And so, so we are, we are staying in the spirit of uh, Fred Hampton and we are ready for revolution. Uh, and so, so it's been an exciting um, journey to work with folks on this. Um, and, uh, and they didn't quit, you know, even though I walked away from it a little bit, they stayed with it. And, uh, and that's a testament to a good, a good thing it's a good thing so so i'm i'm excited i'm looking forward to it i'm moved by it and uh we're gonna keep this thing hopping we're gonna keep it hopping we're gonna keep it hopping so so i hope you all can get over to possible futures it's a, i think it's gonna be a lovely day although i think i think we're gonna get some passing thunder thunderstorms i tell you this has been the rainiest daggone summer ever uh it's been raining but you know we're gonna make it do what it do we're gonna make it do what it do 
and uh, and just enjoy summer. But I'm telling you, fall is knocking. So I got to squeeze all I can out of August. August and September, I've got to I got to squeeze all the all the juice out of August and September before the the winds of of change come, the winds of fall. And you know, listen, fall might surprise us and be more beautiful than it's ever been and warm. So I don't want to knock fall. I, I, I'm not. I'm here for it. So anyway, uh, let me let me give you some minute. Let me give you a few minutes of some some news news because I don't even know what's going on in the world. I haven't really. Uh, I told you I'm in this place where I'm not paying attention. Although I will tell you, when I opened my phone this morning and I saw this damn X instead of Twitter, I was like, what the hell is this? Because, <laughs> you know, for I'm telling you right now, for Black people, this is like, this is like NOI stuff. So I'm thinking, did I just join the Nation of Islam? Like, what? Is <laughs> I'm not the only one is like, did I just join the Nation of Islam stuff? Well, this is Twitter and their foolishness. And it's black. I mean, this looks so like a if, if you know, you know. I don't know. I don't know if white people will ever figure this out. And I know Elon Musk, with all his privilege and stupidity, he wouldn't know that this this looks like Nation of Islam stuff, but all right. You know, or or, or black revolutionary stuff. You know, because black people, we was changing our name, you know, we were having a name and then put an X at the end of it, you know, this to show that, you know, although we will wear the that white supremacist name, but X is an unknown. I'm just saying. So uh I was just like, all right, let's go with this. So when I saw it, I was I couldn't figure out, I was like, what the hell? Anyway, I'm just gonna we'll see what happens. So it's changed. It's freaky too. I think Twitter was a better play, but because X just is strange. You know, strange. Uh, so, yeah, so, ha. Huh, so I'm looking at the AP news. This was from two hours ago. So Russian missiles strike an apartment building, killing at least four in Ukraine. It must be tough to to be in Ukraine and living in your wherever you live because you can't go where you gonna go uh, and then your building gets hit by bombs and you know these Russians are striking residential buildings I, I don't I don't I don't uh you know and then there's this cat in in North Carolina who runs drives his vehicle into migrant workers you see them standing there. Why are you trying to kill them? And and now we're waiting for um, the third indictment for the for former President Trump. So, and then the woman who killed her kids in uh, Utah, Idaho, Lori Vallow, Vallow, Vallow. She's going to be sentenced in the deaths of her children. A romantic rival. I mean, I. I don't, I hope I never know this kind of crazy. She she was found guilty in May of killing her two youngest children. 
seven-year-old Joshua Vallow and 16-year-old Tylee Ryan, as well as conspiring to kill Tammy Daybill, her fifth husband's previous wife. I know all them other men that she was married to are like, holy cow, I was married to that crazy witch. And thank God we are divorced. Because this is her fifth husband. And then she killed those children and then buried them on the, the guy's property. So the husband, Chad Daybell, is awaiting trial on the same murder charges. And uh, she Vallow faces two other uh, cases in Arizona. One charge of conspiring with conspiring with her brother to kill her fourth husband, Charles Vallow, and one conspiring to kill her niece's ex-husband. So Charles Vallow was shot and killed in 2019, but her niece's ex-husband survived an attempt later that year. Like, girl, what are you trying to kill people? What the hell? That is great. They don't have the death penalty. They probably don't have the death penalty. Whew. And I know all these people's family members have got to be like, just thank God that person survived. So she, she was already in a relationship with Chad Daybell, a self-published author who wrote doomsday focused fiction, <laughs> loosely based on Norman Mormon teachings. And so she moved to Idaho with her kids and brother to be closer to him. Her brother got to be crazy as hell too. So the children were last seen alive in September and then they discovered they were missing a month later after an extended family member became worried and their bodies were found buried in the Chad Daybill's yard the following summer. She, she did not mention these kids were missing. She just, they, she went and got married and they honeymooned and her kids was laying in graves. She was not a loving and protective mother. No, she was not. And, and damn them for trying to spin that, you know? So I, I know they do it, you know, attorneys got to do the best they can to get these people off, but. Uh, but her, her life had been taken over by evil spirits. All right. Whatever. Well, you know what? Sort them out in prison, girl. <laughs> sort them spirits out in prison. There's a lot of people in there who can help you with that. You done killed two kids, your ex-husband, and 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 your um current husband's ex-wife. And she was an ex-wife, so I don't even know why he was even bothering her. Oh, Ron DeSantis is going to participate in a debate on August 23rd in Milwaukee? Oh, he's going to bomb. You Have you ever, ever heard him speak? He's like dumber as a doornail. First of all, <laughs> wait, who showed up at this debate? Because he's not going to be able to. Is he going to be, he's going to be in there with Donald Trump? Ah! <laughs> You might as well just hang it up because you cannot joust with Donald Trump because he just got, there's no floor. He's going to insult you and you're going to try to overcome that insult 
with something else and you can't. You're just not. You're not going to do well. I, I, I wouldn't do it. You might as well go ahead and disband your, your, uh, your, your team because you, DeSantis, you, you're not going to win this and you're not going to do well. You're not doing well now. I don't care how many people you get in the room to help you. To, 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 you know who's going to do well? Chris Christie's going to do well because he's got that, he's got that feisty edge to him. And he's, he's dealt with these kind of people his whole life. So he knows how to like, you know, joust with these people. Plus, I think he's an attorney. So he's going to talk that talk. You, my friend. Anyway, it's time for me to go. I'm going to take a break. I'll be back at 10.15. Jim Rawlings is up next. We're going to talk about uh, Michelle's house. We're going to talk about sickle cell in, uh, in New Haven and in Connecticut and, uh, and what you can do to help. So I'll be back. I'll be back, Harry. <laughs> Hi, this is Babs Rawls Ivy from New Haven, Connecticut, and you're listening to WNHHLP 103.5 FM, streaming live at newhavenindependent.org. While COVID may not stop a baby's heart, isn't a child with a rising fever, cough, and chills enough to make your heart skip a beat? Children are 19% of reported COVID cases with higher rates in Hispanic and Black children. Vaccinated six months to five-year-olds are 80% less likely to get COVID, which means 80% healthier New Haven one-year-olds and 100% happier New Haven parents. To learn more, visit nhbvax.org. I'm Southern Connecticut basketball coach Scott Burrell, born right here in New Haven. I won an NBA championship with the Chicago Bulls, so I know a great defense is a game changer. That's why I support New Haven's Health Department's Take a Shot campaign to help defend teens against meningitis. Whatever your post-high school life is, take a shot now and help keep yourself, your friends, and your family safe and healthy. For more information, visit nhbbax.org. destroy his brother he fights to keep him alive a brother doesn't live off other brothers 
he makes it on his own. And a brother wouldn't refuse a brother if the other really needed a loan. But you think about what brotherhood means, and then let's level with each other. I mean, the truth is the light, but it's a dark fact that every brother ain't a brother. Is the cat a brother who shoots a brother and thinks that makes him bad? Is the cat a brother who says he's black because it's now the fad? We're at the point in the world today for self-evaluation. Just to find out where we really are in this racially torn up nation. And you know, one of the first things that we must do is to stop kidding one another. And get on the case of realizing that every brother ain't a brother. Though I said that every brother ain't a brother. And I know you know that's true. But look in the mirror carefully. Because that brother could be you. Every brother ain't a brother. Every sister ain't a sister. Everything black just ain't black. And baby, that's
Love Talk. I'm Babs Rolls Ivy. I'm waiting for Jim Rawlings to pop in so we can talk about uh, Michelle's house. <laughs> the Sickle Cell, uh, it is the uh, the place where the uh, Connecticut Association of Sickle Cell Anemia uh, is housed. And uh, I know his secretary, Steph, is uh, administrative assistant, is on vacation this week. So, you know, when you leave people to their own devices, sometimes they might not uh connect so uh i don't know uh i sent the uh i sent the uh the thing so i'm gonna i i know what i can do um if he's like having trouble i think i have his number and uh i can text him i think so that, because uh, you know, people people can get a little a little turned around with social media and things that are technical. You know what I mean? So I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna send him a message. Um, I am expecting you. On air. 
And I, I thought I double checked this last week with the secretary because she said she was uh she said she was going to be away. And uh and I sent her the stuff. So, so we'll see if any of this uh if any of this is uh gonna get to them. I don't know. <laughs> this is what happens when people, you know, when you when you have to, you know, depend on uh, people who, are, who don't work in this medium to work in this medium, you know, because it's a little, a little challenging. I hope he didn't go downtown to the office, but I was very clear that I'm not in the office, that he could be in his office and turn on his computer. So we'll see. We'll give it a few more minutes, see what happens. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't know how to reach the secretary because she's away. She's she said she's a uh she is away and uh on vacation. So I don't know what else to do here. Uh, you know, so uh, that's it. Anyway, uh, I'll just keep the, the show moving. A little, little, a little, uh, a little, a little disappointed, but uh, you know, I can, I can make it work. I think. Uh, let's see. I'm gonna try to email him too. Although I thought all this was uh, handled. Anyway, this is radio, so I can't really have dead air. I have to keep talking while I'm working. Uh, you know, to uh, to uh, to uh, keep the things moving. But you know, listen, these things happen all the time. I'm no, I'm no stranger to this. So I'll just uh I'm just gonna send this little this little uh this little email. Hopefully, hopefully he'll see it or I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, I do the best we can with what I got to work with. You know, if he doesn't show up today, I'll reschedule him. It's another day. Listen, I got more days in this week. And uh, he could certainly come on and, and talk if he if he's just got a little bit turned around with how to check in and how to log in and all that kind of stuff, um, you know, because uh, I know people uh, can get turned around. Tomorrow I got uh, the Leap Camp folks coming on um, because they're doing the Leap Summer Camp and they want to talk about all the good things that they got going on. So I'm happy to talk to them tomorrow. I mean, we, I've been watching Leap Camp for like the last 20 some odd years. So, uh, so I'm happy to have them on tomorrow, uh, uh, Wednesday rather. So they're coming on Wednesday and then, uh, that's it. And then, and then I'll start scheduling, uh, I'm going to have, uh, some of the book, the Elm City Lit Fest folks are going to come on the, 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 the authors who are going to be participating in this year's Lit Fest 
uh, and some heavy hitters, I must say. So I'm very excited to get them scheduled up and, and get into those conversations in anticipation of uh, the fourth annual Elm City Lit Fest. I think it's the fourth one, right? The fourth one. And uh, it's no easy feat. So I'm excited. So there's stuff that's just happening. And I'm going to have Juanita on to talk about uh, Juanita Sunday to talk about the sixth dimension that's coming up. And I'm participating in the sixth dimension. I'm actually in conversation with um, uh, some chefs and I, I couldn't be more delighted because, you know, I have a culinary background. So uh, this is this is cool in the game for me. So I'm looking forward to uh, uh, to the conversation. Seriously, to the conversation. Um, so, and it's you know Afrofuturism and and food discussion. So October 14th. So I'm here for it. And October 14th is my mother's birthday. So I told you October is always such a loaded month, but so many good things that have poured into October the last several years that, you know, I can't even, uh, I can't even, uh, I can't even hang my hat on all the sad things that went on. So anyway, uh, that's the way of the world. So, so there's some good stuff coming up. Um, um, the brother that runs uh, Cuba, Soul to Cuba is running a, a trip back to Cuba in I think December and I, I wished I could go but I have, I have way too many outstanding commitments um, that will not allow for me to go to Cuba because I'm I'm trying to go to Kigali Rwanda for the African Network African Leadership Network um, Summit in Kigali in November and then I'm in Senegal in February so I'm you know I'm trying to be on the continent a couple of times so I can't, <laughs> I'm not a woman of means by any stretch of imagination. I am not a woman of means. And, uh, and it is apparent. <laughs> it's, it's apparent that I don't have any, any money, but, but, but we do what we can. We do what we must. We, we roll how we roll. And uh, I'm just trying to make it happen, Captain. So, so, uh, and then I, I'm going down to Florida. Um, for a wedding, I think in September, I think, Miami. So I'm going to Miami because Azaria and Meech are getting married. And then uh, this in August, um, Serafina is getting married, but she's getting married here in Connecticut. So I'm looking forward to that wedding, you know. And these are weddings that I'm not officiating. I'm just going as guest. <laughs> I can't tell you the last time I've been to a wedding as a guest. <laughs> And not the officiant, not the officiant, you know, like the person that married them. So, so I'm very, uh, I'm very excited by that. I'm very, very excited. So, uh, I'm going to be a guest at somebody's wedding, two weddings back to back. I love weddings. You know, it's just happiness and, you know, celebrating people's love and joy and faith and, happiness i'm i'm excited so so yeah that's it so i don't know where jim rawlings is i i don't know i i've texted i've called i think he just got turned around i i don't know child don't get me to 
I don't know what to do. So it'll be all right. He'll be, he'll show up. He, he'll show up or he won't. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what else to do. Uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, uh, so, uh, he's supposed to be my guest this morning. And uh, we settled this a while back. So maybe he's still trying to get on. I don't see any anything happening. So we'll see. I mean, you know, life goes on. Um, so maybe uh, he doesn't. He can't figure out how to. Uh, anyway, let me let me let me just uh, I'm just trying to do one more thing if I can reach him, and uh, if not, uh, then I'll just keep it moving. I mean, I don't have a choice. I mean, this is live radio, and people are listening to me in places. <laughs> so I gotta I gotta be talking about something. All right, that's it. I'm done. Hey, you know what? I I will tell you this. I have been enjoying watching um, Blue Ivy dance with her mother. Beyonce uh, in on the Renaissance tour. I think she's adorable, adorable, adorable. And she's what, 13, 12, 13? And she's doing an amazing job. I don't want to see these people who who want to chop up a child talking about she's she, you know, she's she's just really dance or whatever. She's not a I was like, she's 13. You know how awkward it is to be 13? <laughs> And to be on the stage, I mean, she's got to be, She's. I know she wanted to do it. She looks amazing. Listen, she out there doing the damn thing. I couldn't do it. <laughs> I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it at all, not one bit. So I was like, get it, girl. She's out here doing it. So I've been enjoying it. I would love to go to a Beyonce concert. I'm just not paying $8,000 to do it. You know, I don't, I don't, uh, I wish I, um, I wish I had the means to go out of the country to, uh, catch it, you know, and, and I, and I could have, but I have to, like I said, I have too many other commitments. Uh, so I, I can't, I have too many other out of the country commitments that would make it very difficult for me to, uh, uh, to get to a, a, a Beyonce concert, you know, and uh, I had a girlfriend who the concert jumped off in what Sweden, Finland, somewhere, and I have a girlfriend that lives over there. She's like, I got you a ticket if you get over here, girl. I can't get, I can't get nowhere. I was just, I was just like, I'm on my way to Marrakesh for my birthday, so I couldn't, I couldn't do that. If I had the means, I would have did it, but I, don't, I, I don't roll in dough like that. So, so I, you know, I have to plan <laughs> and, and save. <laughs> I have to plan and save for these trips. I, I can't just reach out and whip out something and be like, booyah. No, I've got to um, I've got to do a thing. So I've got to do a couple of things to make things happen, which is fine. This is not a complaint or a lament. It is just, it is what it is, you know. So, so that's where I'm at. Uh, 
let's see what am i watching on tv i just finished up um magnolias which i i love this show you know heather headley is in this it's good it's a charming you know it's it's like uh it's you know it's it's edgier than a hallmark movie um uh, but it's not you know it's not a it's not going to jar your senses it's good i liked it i enjoyed it uh i watched it you know i didn't binge watch it in one evening i did it over a couple of days so so that was good um there's some stuff that i want to watch um um that i want that i want to watch i'm i'm going to tune in and uh watch some other stuff i think i'm going to try to watch oh gosh what what is happening let me let me look at my let me tell you what I want to look at. I can tell you what I want to look at because I have Netflix on my phone too. I'm a Netflix person. And I have Hulu too, but I can't seem to log into my Hulu. So I have to figure that out. I don't know why. I want, it let me in before and now I won't. Uh... Okay, fine, whatever. Get out of my way. Uh... I watched uh, Sweet Magnolias. I watched that which was really good. This was season two. I enjoyed it very much. I enjoyed Survival of the Thickest. That was such a good show. Charming little show. I think it was like eight episodes. So it's an easy watch. I watched it over a couple of days. I didn't binge. I'm not, I'm not binging stuff no more. Like I'm not sitting up all night watching stuff. I watched two episodes, three episodes and shut it down and come back and catch one episode and shut it down and come back and watch. You know, I have to do it over over a, a period of time. Oh, Queen Sono, which I love. They stopped. Queen Sono was happening before the pandemic. It was so good. Oh, I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. And then they just, they were going to bring it back. Then they shut it down because um, the pandemic, because they shoot all over Africa. So the pandemic just shut them. It wasn't, they just couldn't afford it. So they just they just shut it down. Um, so uh, yeah. So I already finished watching the mother. Is there more to watch? I guess you have to watch it all the way to the end, so that it could uh, so it could just not be hanging in your in your uh, downloads. Because God knows it was a pain in the butt. Uh, let's see what else. I'm going to watch They Clone Tyrone. I was going to watch it last night, but I was tired and I would have been watching me and, and I was right not to watch it because I I fell asleep and uh, and I knew I wouldn't have been, you know, because I did that. I did that with um, <laughs> Survival of the Thickest. I woke up, I was on, I was like on episode seven. I was like, wait, what happened to the other episodes? So I fell asleep from episode two to seven. <laughs> And I'm not one to, to fall asleep with the TV on, but I was so tired that I I I just fell asleep. So I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna uh, uh, I, I don't do that. So so I'm gonna go and watch uh, they clone Tyrone, and and I hope I like it. I hope I'm not annoyed by it. I hope I hope I don't go. Oh my god, I hate this. <laughs> You know, but they got some people that I like. Like I love John Boyega. I just I think he's the absolute best. I love him. And who doesn't like Jamie Foxx? So I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna watch um um the perfect fine too because I like um uh, uh Gabrielle Union, 
and and I and I've been digging uh 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 I, I like her and I like her little rom-com kinds of things. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna watch that. And you know I I'm a sucker for a love story. You know I love a good love story. I love a rom-com. I'm not kidding you. I I am a rom-com, you know, uh uh person. So I'm looking forward to that. And they've got a ton of them on uh on uh, Netflix. <laughs> so I so that I'm not I'm not at a loss for a rom-com. You know, I was thinking about I was thinking about um um glamorous with uh who is this in the lead? Uh Kim Cattrall. Because I'm a Kim Cattrall fan. So I was thinking about I might watch this, you know. Uh so we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. I have to and and then I might go back and watch, you know, I only watched like the first three seasons of Insecure. So I may go back and catch up the last two seasons and see how all this played out. Maybe. I mean that, you know, that 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 that's not my cohort, my age cohort. And and I and I only watched because of Markeisha. And I and I couldn't stand some of it. So, but I stuck with it. So I might finish it out. I might. I might. At least just start watching some of it and then try to finish it out a little bit. You know, I don't got to binge it. I could just like, okay, today I'll watch a little bit. Tomorrow I'll watch a little bit more. You know, we'll see. Uh, so yeah, so they've got they've got some good, some good rom coms. Uh, I was gonna watch Kaleidoscope last night with Giancarlo Esposito. That was another one I was gonna watch, but it's like a couple of episodes. But I was tired. And I was like, I better not even start this. Cause I'll mess around and this will, this will, this will, I'll go to sleep. I'm not going to watch Fatal Seduction. I don't, I don't like these sexy kill you up kind of stuff. I don't really care for that. Like people making bad choices over sex. I'm like, get out of here. <laughs> no, I'm not doing that. You know, then this revenge and all this other kind of stuff. I was like, oh, yawn. I could leave that alone. So yeah, so I I always I always um I always like swim through what's in the new rom com kind of stuff because I love that kind of stuff. But I don't like kid rom coms. I like grown up rom coms. So so I I, I I do a little bit of that searching. I started out watching the Lincoln Lawyer, and I dropped it. So I might pick it back up because uh it gets good reviews. People say good things about it. So I was like, oh maybe I have to go back and revisit it. You know, go back and look at it again. I'm still reading um, uh, uh, "The Other Side of Portland" by uh, Nicholas Davidoff, and I, I am, I'm enjoying it, and it is giving me a uh, um, great anxiety too. <laughs> it is giving me great anxiety, and you know, this is I, I, this book is one of the books I would love to talk with the chief about. I don't know if he's read it, but I, I would like to have a conversation with him because I, I, I don't understand how police officers can pick pick the wrong people knowingly pick the wrong people for for crimes that they didn't commit when they when they have examples of people who commit these kinds of crimes why aren't they round why aren't those people rounded up first and i'm sure it has something that i don't i don't know because when i when i as i'm reading the story uh nicholas dowdoff a uh, uh, book uh the other side and bobby he everyone by everybody's account He's not the kid that did this killing. 
but the people that they know who did the killing. He knew who did the killing. Everybody knew who did the killing. But the police failed to pick up the kid who did the guy that did the killing. So I'm not understanding what what was the motivation for not picking up the guy that actually did the killing? Was there some backdoor kind of foolishness going on? Was there something? But I haven't finished the book, so maybe I am getting ahead of myself. Even Clarence Wallaby was like, no, that's not the killer. But then how did he come along to say, okay, that kid is the killer? I just, it just seems so, it just doesn't seem like good policing, just right off the rip. So I don't know. And if I'm a police officer, I don't want to go to bed at night knowing that somebody who actually committed a crime is still out there committing crimes. So I don't know what that's about. I mean, I know what it's about. Some of it is about abject racism. <laughs> I mean, deliberate racism, deliberate and willful and intentional racism. And some of it is something else. I don't know what that is. I don't know if it's, um, uh, 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 you know, on the take or, you know, payola, or the, all, the, all, the, all the mob language. I, I just don't know what it is. Because I would think if I'm a cop, I, I just want the, the right person to be picked for the crime, you know, picked up for the crime. I, You know, you see all these cases where they just made up stuff and the wrong people went to prison and the other people ran free for like 20, 30 years and the wrong person has been sitting in jail. And I'm like, why would you, why? I wouldn't want to be that cop. I, I just... I don't know. I, I just wouldn't want to be the cop where I would just be like, I didn't do my job because you didn't do your job. You did something, but you didn't do your job. So, so anyway, so speaking of uh, jobs, I'm looking, I'm looking forward to seeing the equalizer Denzel Washington. And this is the last installment. You know, Denzel Washington is 77 years old. I mean, he's fine, fine as hell. Fine, 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 fine. And he could do the equalizer. I'm not mad at him, you know. Uh, but how many more times could he be like fighting and jumping and running and chasing and and he's not really doing that. And he has the best walk of Hollywood, right? He has the best walk of anybody in Hollywood. Denzel Washington does. He does. He has the best walk of anybody in Hollywood. So I'm looking forward to that movie. It doesn't come out till September. So it's just right, the right kind of in the summer kind of thing. I think it'll do well because we liked it. We love Denzel Washington and we love the Equalizer franchise. We love it. And uh, some people will go see it. You know, I, I know the Barbie movie is on tap to be uh, billions of dollars if it hasn't already reached it. So I'm like, okay uh the barbie movie and so you know when you have a movie that good you got to be thinking sequel you got to be thinking oh we have to do this again you know so i'm not i'm not gonna go see it at the movies i'll wait till it comes st streamed somewhere i'll wait for that it's not a movie i care to see at the movies i'm not doing that um but i'll, I'll see it and i'll probably see oppenheimer too at, at my house <laughs> uh the day i it, it, you really have to be like a Star Wars kind of movie for me to go see it at the movies at this point, unless it's something so lush. And I don't get the sense that Barbie is lush enough for me to want to go see it at the movies. And I don't think Oppenheimer is going to be lush enough that I want to go see it at the movies. So I can just watch it at, at my house. 
Um, so, but you know, there are movies that are lush enough where you want to like, you got to see it in the big screen first. You know, if you, even if you watch it again at your house, you got to see it on the big screen. I don't think either one of those movies are, are that for me. For me, I, I'm not saying they're not that. I'm just saying for me, I don't, I have no desire to uh, see Barbie like that. But I, I hear it's a fine message. And uh, who doesn't like Barbie? I've got a bunch of, Bar I got, I got a presidential Barbie that I got from the uh, campaign school one year. My first time around. I need to take a picture of it so I can show uh, uh so I could show uh, uh, Patty. It's like, I have a presidential Barbie that I got from as a gift from the campaign school. When those of us who went through it at that particular time, we got these damn dolls. <laughs> and she's like, you know, uh, ambiguous ethnicity Barbie <laughs> with conservative, clo conservative clothes and, a, and a, a blue suit and a red ball gown and a short Bob haircut. But her ethnicity is questionable because she's dark, but you don't know if she's black, dark, Latino, black, Latino, dark, uh, 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 Asian, Polynesian, brown, I, you know, you, you just don't know. <laughs> but that was my first, that's my first one in the box. And then I have Ella Fitzgerald Barbie and, uh, and my sister got me the Ida B. Wells Barbie because I'm a, Ida B. Wells for me is is everything. So uh so I have the Ida B. Wells Barbie. And I think there's a couple other Barbies that I want. Like I, I think I would love to have the Michelle Obama Barbie too. I think there's a Michelle Obama Barbie. I would love to have that too. You know, but I'm not, you know, I'm not running around trying to collect Barbies. That's not my if I see one, like the like the the Ella Fitzgerald Barbie was part of the Target display for Black History Month when they started doing whole Black History Month displays uh, at Target. So this was before the pandemic, just before the pandemic. Uh, so that's when I got the Ella Fitzgerald Barbie. She looks beautiful. So, and they're, they're in the boxes, you know, uh -uh. I ain't let my kids play with my presidential door Barbie. And they, they eyeballed and I was like, no, 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 no. Go get them little raggedy ass Barbies. You guys, you know, cut their hair off and mark them up. Those are your Barbies. <laughs> this is this is a grown person's party. <laughs> uh, and I, you know what? I should see if I could get a Barbie made in my own image. I wonder if they'll let you do that. I, I can have a Barbie, a Babs Barbie at 60. That'd be that would very be very, very cool. A Babs Barbie at 60 with purple hair. I I would do that with dangly earrings and a poofy dress. That would be so perfect. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. I'll ask. I'll inquire. You know, I saw a, a Iris Apfel uh, Barbie. Um, somebody that I follow on Instagram just got it, you know. And uh, so it's exciting. And now they got Barbies for, you know, they got um, uh, Barbies with all the challenges, right? You know, uh, wheelchair Barbie and amputee Barbie and all these all these different kinds of Barbies so that everybody can be represented I mean and why not it's a damn doll <laughs> why can't you why can't you make a doll that represents why can't the popular doll be done in a, in a in a in a way so that you know that girls in wheelchairs and girls with walkers and and girls with dreadlocks and girls with you know all kinds of stuff can see themselves 
you know, maybe there needs to be a trans Barbie. Like, what the hell? Is this a damn doll? You can make whatever you want. Trans Barbie. I want to see that. Because Barbie is not anatomically correct. No way. Anyway. So I don't even know. So, so Barbie probably is already trans. <laughs> moving, moving body parts. <laughs> moving body. You can, listen, she can claim whatever she want to claim. Ken too. <laughs> funny, 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 funny. So I'm just saying, I like an Idris Elba kid. Right? That should happen. Idris Elba kid. I think that should happen. I think that would be cute. I'm just saying. Uh, a Black Panther kid. Well, maybe not. Maybe not a Black Panther kid. Because Black Panther's already. You know, it already has a, a doll, and I is already a action figure. So, but anyway, so yeah, so uh, I don't know anybody who saw Barbie just yet. I've seen people say they're going or they've gone, they've liked it, but no, nobody in my circle, I don't think, has seen it yet. So, uh, so I'd be interested in hearing what people think. Anyway, that's my take on stuff. So, as I said, I'll wait for them to stream to the house. And I'll watch it then. Um, and that's where we are. So uh, so I got to get back to uh, uh, the Nicholas Davidoff book because I, I want to be done in the next week or so, two weeks, so I can get on to the next book because I'm on a book reading race. And uh, and this is the summer reading. And I've really got to knock some of these books out. And I'm not buying any more books until I read the ones that I already have. And, you know, listen, a few years ago when I turned... 58 or something or 55 whenever the hell I was whenever I had the birthday party at Amores everybody gave me books I have still have books that I haven't read from that stash of books and I had like I got like 20 books people bought me books so I I need to uh, I drink up all the liquor that people bought me because I had all kinds of bourbon and champagne I mean I drank it but I haven't read all the books so I need to get these books read and and it's not a chore I don't say this as a chore because I love reading. And, and then I was looking at uh, Barack Obama's reading list. And I'm thinking, how the hell does Barack Obama read all these damn books? Him and Oprah get on my nerves. <laughs> no, because now she just finished The Color of Water or whatever it is, whatever, whatever it is, something, water, book. And I was like, I got to get these, I got to, I got to get to reading more. And who does more than those two? Oprah and I mean, but she's not doing as much as she used to do. But I don't know, when does she find time to read? But you know, she's an early bed. She goes to bed early. So she gets into bed. I'm sure she reads and she finds time throughout the day to be. So I have to do that. I have to do that. So I'm gonna do that. So, but I gotta get this reading in. So I'm back at it. So I'm about to jump off. I don't know where Jim Rawlings went. I I I had him scheduled. I made these these commitments before I left. So I, I don't know what happened. So, uh, but I'll, I'll be back. He'll get somebody from his camp will get back to me and reschedule or whatever. I don't know. I hope all is well, seriously. You know, I hope all is well and uh, all is good with me. So I'll be back tomorrow. And then uh, I have the leap folks on on Wednesday. So I'm looking forward to it tomorrow. Uh, Y'all be safe out there. <laughs>